Are we tanking or are we winning? Are we gonna go and get swept by the Bruins? And I'm on my knees looking for where Ben Chirot should play. Are we tanking or are we gonna get swept in the first round? Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Obviously, there's been a terrible tragedy, considering I'm the only one here today. So if you know Jake, typically he doesn't let a woman run the show. As a ruthless dictator, he is, but um, due to reasons, couldn't join today. So it's just me. Just me and y'all. Just going to have a little chatty chat. I'll try to uh, actually talk about hockey. I feel like I'm usually the reason why we don't. And now... I'm really going insane because, you know, usually if I tell someone I have a podcast, it's like, it's all right because there's another person here, but now it's just me alone talking to myself and the killers. Um, Damn, the wings really are the killers here, but hope everybody likes my song. And yeah, are we tanking or are we actually going to try and make a playoff push? Because... Make up your minds, kids. So, uh, yeah, Wings were on a five-game heater prior to uh, yesterday, or I guess today, that we had that late game in Seattle last night. 10.30 puck drop. I guess I shouldn't complain too much. It was on a weekend, so I almost made it to the the last few minutes of the game. I fell asleep in the third period, and I wish I would have fallen asleep earlier because the game against the Kraken, not great, folks. Not great. Yeah, so the Wings were really hot this past little stretch, and for the first time in years, we came off of our West Coast road trip with a winning record, and like I said, a five-game road uh, win streak prior to the loss last night, so let's pretend like that didn't happen, as we like to do on 313 Hockey, and yeah, why, why, what's going on? Um, one thing I noticed from from the team that could be a contributing factor to why they were playing so well. Special teams were great. Previously, I've been to Red Wings games this season and last season where we'll go on a power play. And I almost wish that we didn't go on a power play because it, power play was so bad that I knew that it would, we might even give up a shorthanded goal. But I think in, in these last games out West, minus Seattle, uh, special teams were great. We were winning face-offs and not only winning face-offs, but getting goals off of the face-off. So that has been really great to see. I had a whole thing prepared about why the wings are hot, but I'm trying, it, it's, it's a little bit toned down now. One, I don't have Jake here to kind of like, just let me be a psycho. And two, uh, yeah, the loss yesterday sucked and I'm confused. Ben Sherratt didn't get the memo that we weren't tanking anymore. And Ben Sherratt also, had, talking about the, his tax again, the Ben Sherratt tax, ever since he's back on a pairing with Hronik, no production from Hronik, who we on this podcast said could win the Norris. But now that he's with Sherratt, that's the only reason, of course, the Norris might have to go to Moritz Sider instead. Also worth noting, 
and there have been some people who tweeted at us ever, you know, since Ernie got sent down and Zadina came back, there was that heater. You know, I talked about the special teams, but I don't want to talk shit about our dude, Adam. We found out that he saw our tweet about him. He sent us a DM. So we miss you, dude. And any any haters out there, by haters we mean Helene St. James, just just ignore them. And, uh, you know, we got your back. I don't know if he actually listens to this podcast, but he definitely sent us a DM about our tweet. That was interesting. And then I guess obviously the last reason that I can see why that the Wings have been so hot recently again minus the seattle is dylan larkin baby he's playing on expert level right now and that man wants his fucking money and before the game yesterday i would have said you know he's earned at least nine million but now after last night he only had one goal i don't know if he he his his nine million definitely went down about seven and a half so if uh if he wants that nine million, he needs a hat trick every game, apparently. Because I honestly, at this point, I feel like even if Larkin was getting a hat trick every game, and it feels like he's pretty damn close, with some exaggeration, I still don't think Steve Eiserman would budge. I mean, I just think a lot about how he didn't budge for Stamkos, and Stamkos in his prime, in my opinion, is a better player than Larkin. And Larkin, this is obviously his best uh, performance yet. And I don't see him slowing down, honestly. So let's just hopefully have our fingers crossed that, you know, we get that contract in. And uh, I know no one else cares about it, right? Like Nobody's wondering what's up. All Wings fans are totally chill about the Larkin contract. And it's not a divisive issue. So I'm done talking about it. I know everybody's going to act totally normal and cool. And instead, speaking of acting normal and cool... Wheel, top wheel. Damn, that's fucking sad, dog. It's just me. <laughs> um, Olimata was extended, so we didn't get any Larkin news. Uh, Olimata was extended for two years, so for three million a year. I was personally happy about this. I know a lot of people had questions about what does this mean for Edvinson? What does this mean for Jake Wallman? Um, at the moment, yeah, we have too many D-men, but in typical Red Wings fashion, I don't think that they're all going to stay healthy. And I am praying, hoping and praying, thoughts and prayers to Steve Eiserman that he realizes the Bencherot contract was a fuck up. And honestly, something I am the most critical of Steve Eiserman of too. Usually I'm a, an evangelist, Steve Eiserman evangelist, but um, that Bencherot contract, I don't know if I can actually excuse that. So Anyway, yeah, speaking of Simon Edvinson, he has been on fire in Grand Rapids, uh, 10 points in the last 11 games. Yeah, obviously, like the Larkin contract, people are acting normal and rational about Simon Edvinson and his future with the team and in Grand Rapids. So, yeah, just being patient and kind of being in that limbo that I started this episode with. What are we doing? Are we tanking? Are, well, we're definitely not tanking, to be fair. We're not tanking, but what the fuck are we doing? You know what I'm saying? Is it worth even bringing Edvinson up? Are we going to re-sign Wallman? There are so many questions, and it's really fun to speculate because uh, the more irrational things that we say, and usually that's Jake from our Twitter account, 
more fun it gets. So let's keep it rolling. And I didn't prepare anything for the Detroit sports update. I know the NBA All-Star game was this weekend. Personally, don't really give a shit about it. And the guy who we were supposed to have dunk didn't because he was injured. So really don't give a fuck about that. Pistons have a break now. Tigers have started spring training. Again, a great topic for our Detroit sports fans to be very rational about. And not at all annoying about when guys don't show up to spring training when they're supposed to. And speculation about Rodriguez and what his future with the Tigers is. And if you don't give a shit about the Tigers, I'm just going to keep glossing over this until they actually have some more news. Lions are chilling now in the offseason. Football's over. I'm crying. But um, I'm definitely going to get Lions season tickets next season. So stay tuned for that. Because it's just me and I feel powerful. The first person who listens to this episode and sends the 313 Hockey Podcast a DM saying, let's go with pussy power. If you DM us pussy power, you can win a free, and you're the first one. Or you can send us an email, 313hockey at gmail.com. Sorry, 313hockeypodcast at gmail.com. If you send us pussy power, those two words, you win a free 313 Hockey hat. Just because I feel like it. So. First one to do that, you win a hat. It's only for people who listen. So shout out to that. Not really a Detroit sports update, but just a random Metro Detroit hockey. My dad was in town this weekend and um, Seth and Zach, friends of the show, invited us to go to a Motor City Rockers game, which is FPHL. Didn't know that existed before I went to the game last night. And it was a fucking blast. Like, I have almost never had that much fun at a hockey game. Like, a German hockey game is still a little more lit than that was, but that was so much fucking fun. Frasier, Michigan, tickets were like 15 bucks, beers $5, and, like, people actually came to to watch them, and it was, it's, like, below fucking AHL, below OHL. I don't really know what the equivalent, like, level of hockey that I watched was, but it's not, I mean, it's not terrible hockey, but it's really not good. I think the atmosphere and the fans really, um, made it really fun and everybody there was going fucking nuts. So yeah, shout out to the Motor City Rockers and anyone who lives near Frazier, which is like near Sterling Heights and Warren on the east side, check out one of their games. Cause that was fun as hell. Um, all right. Speaking of fun as hell. Let's talk about uh, these past few games that I alluded to like a hundred times earlier in the episode. So we started off our West Coast road trip against the Canucks. Six to one win against them. And that felt really great because they're absolute garbage. And they had also come to Detroit uh, the game prior where we beat them. So then we could just really, you know, even out the series home and away and beat that pussy up. So six to one dub against the Canucks. And I really would like to stress how fun it is to play against the Canucks because they're so fucking bad. And I, if we just, you know, played the rest of the season against teams like them, I could see us making a serious push. You know what I'm saying? In the same fashion as, you know, what Jake said last week, if you just look at the Red Wings record against the Canucks, we really do make a strong push for the playoffs. So just consider those games and 
I would say we have a solid hockey team in front of us. We move from Vancouver over to Edmonton. This game, I feel like the way that we always lose to the Sabres is how the Oilers feel about the Red Wings. So we played against some of the best hockey players in the world, came out with another dub, albeit in a shootout. So in the third period of that game, I was getting fucking nervous and we ended up staying with it and goes to the shootout. Suter wins it in the shootout. And another just fucking absolute banger of a game for our captain, Dylan Larkin. That man wants his fucking money. And honestly, jokes aside, we do need to pay him because I am just tired of this conversation. That being said, if this means that he'll just keep going off, then I guess we can continue this. But I'm stressed. Is this like... I'm fucking stressed. I don't like the ambiguity of not knowing what's going to happen. At least give me some more direction because it really is up in the air. I feel like it could go either. I'm, I'm, if I had, if I was a betting woman, which I am, I'm going to say he'll stay, but it's never a shoe in. And I have been talking a lot about uh, potentially trading and dealing our players, you know, following the conversations. There was a lot, a lot of talk about Bertuzzi, of course. And I, for sure thought he was getting dealt. I've said that on the last couple episodes and on my Twitter. And then yesterday, my dude, Daddy Elliot Friedman, said now that the Red Wings don't want to deal him. All of those speculations about all the teams that were interested, seems like that's now being shut down. And that's super interesting to me. I really thought if anyone on the team was going to go besides Rana, I thought it would be Burt because that's what we were hearing. So again, more ambiguity. We don't know shit except for he probably won't get dealt. Um, but he always still could, you know, you never know. You don't know shit. You don't know fucking shit, dude. That's just how this goes. But yeah, back to that Oilers game. Cider. I watched this video. <laughs> I watched that video of Cider shutting down McDavid one-on-one. And if you haven't seen it yet, go on Twitter and or YouTube, look up Cider against McDavid one-on-one at the end of that game. He played that absolutely perfectly and beautifully. And I literally got goosebumps watching it and chills. And I know that's like kind of cringe if you're not super into the game, but like, I can't help it, man. Watching him do that against McDavid, it made me feel so happy and proud and gives me hope in this time of ambiguity of, okay, at least we have more at Cider and we know that bitch ain't going nowhere. If we have, you know, cider for the next till his career ends, because that's all I want to be speaking into the universe, being able to shut down a player like McDavid like that, it just makes me feel really good about the future of this team, even if he is sometimes on the same defensive pairing as Ben Chirot. Something they didn't talk about at all during the broadcast is that the Oilers have the best power play in the league and maybe of all time. I know I'm probably the the first one breaking this to you because no one ever talks about it on a broadcast. It's really weird. Yeah, but the Oilers apparently good on the PP. Not good enough, though, because we came out with the dub. And then we went to the next Albertan city of Calgary and took away a 5-2 win against the Flames. 
I was actually, you know, I, I didn't want to get too cocky. You know, we're going into that game coming off some win streaks. I didn't think it was legal for us to extend that win streak against a team that is as good as, you know, the Flames or the Oilers. So I wasn't really optimistic, but we ended up, you know, having a banger of a game. 23 goals in the last five games uh, at that point when we played the Flames. To be fair, some of the guys that the Flames picked up in the offseason aren't panning out for that. And I noticed a lot of Calgary fans and media are just not, not having it. Like, I personally love Jonathan Huberto. I've talked about him before. Met him. Cool guy. Loved him on the Panthers. But uh, there's some frustration on the flame side that the man isn't producing. And especially not at the caliber that he was when he was in Florida. So I get that. We don't have any players like that on the Red Wings because all of our players produce exactly as we expected them to. Speaking of that, Vrana still not playing or in the lineup. They weren't putting him in during the win streak for obvious reasons. They don't want to fuck up a good thing. And um, they want to just keep the lines how they were. So great news about the next game against the Kraken is it was basically Vrana's ticket in. Um, so they lost, I assume. I don't know my sources. I just made it up. I assume that Verona will be in the lineup against Washington on Wednesday. It's time to switch a few things up and also um, keeping our eye out for, for Raymond coming back. So he's officially now day to day again. And I believe he was on the ice. We could have Razor back in the lineup and then they got to make some decisions because yeah, as we talked about before, there are just too many guys right now on the roster so they'll have to make some room and definitely will be extremely fun i i I still think somebody's going to get traded maybe it's not bertuzzi um and i was obviously at least until now wrong about Vrana because i said i don't think we'll ever see him in the wings uniform again i'm extremely happy to although i do want to say it could just be an exhibition for you know other teams if we're going to deal him because he's he's barely played at all this season and if we do want to be able to make a trade and get something for our Ferrana, he kind of needs to put on a showcase and you know look good for other teams but anyway back to the cracking game horrible refing in that game not saying the wings look good because they didn't literally saw a ref do like a the hand sign for cross-checking didn't call it even though he you know signaled that that was a cross-check very frustrating and um yeah the wings just weren't they didn't have it you know what i mean they didn't have that super flawless and great passing and just that feeling i just i don't know how to put it into words that well but essentially which is great because i'm on a podcast just you know you can feel when the team is meshing when everyone is on the same page the passes are hitting everyone can on your line knows where you're going to be and just the way that you set up a play and score the goals goes as you know you want it to in the perfect world and usually I feel like for the Red Wings that's not happening so that game against the Kraken kind of brought us a little bit back down to earth from you know that high of a five game win streak and but the good thing is we are still only two points shy of being in the playoffs at time of recording so I just you know personally if it were me if it were up to me I would just put the wings back in the west 
I think this is an interesting question, though, because the West is so much less competitive than the East. Is it worth staying up later and, you know, like we're, we might have been used to 10 years ago, 10 years plus, I don't know if there's anyone older than that listening, some old folks who have been watching Wings games their whole lives, but would you rather be in the West and have to put up with these West Coast trips and staying up, but have, you know, much easier time squeaking into the playoffs with the same amount of points, or stay in the East, get your, you know, normal 7 o'clock puck drop, but makes it a lot harder to actually make the playoffs. Let us know, because I personally... I'd be cool with moving back to the West. It's less competitive, and I think the Kraken are cool. I hate, I, like, I, I don't like them if we're playing them, but I don't know. The vibes in the West are different. All the East Coast vibes just give me, like, uh, East Coast, like, Bruins, Flyers, Pittsburgh, Islanders, like, the, all of those teams for me, I feel like the vibe is drunk, cigaretted, cigaretted bald middle-aged men in a musky bar all those teams just give me that vibe and the west coast is just like pretty california tan young built person you know what i'm saying like if you had to personify the east and the west that's that's at least it for me and uh yeah, man. I don't know. I'm just fucking rambling. So this is really weird for me. Not having Jake to say some dumb shit and then me to be like, ah, Jake, we already talked about that on the podcast. My prediction, if he were here, he would, I don't know. Jake kind of sucks Boston's dick. I don't know what it is. Like maybe because he lives in Pittsburgh. I don't know, but fuck Boston. And if the Wings do make it into the playoffs, we know we're going to play them the first round. So, like, do we really even need to make the playoffs? Or can we just, you know, chill out and take it easy, bro? You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't need to make the playoffs. We don't need to get embarrassed by Boston this season. And it gives me also just a lot of hope for what's to come. Mention, you know, those young guys, Edvinson popping off. I miss Soderblom a lot. Sometimes I'd just be thinking about him. I'd be, you know, about to fall asleep closing my eyes and ah oh, Soderblom I wish you were beyond the team already and I have to think about some dudes that are on the roster that I wish weren't Jordan Orsley and Sherratt um I'm really hating hard on him this episode and that's okay that's uh well you know there is evidence and proof that me shit talking a player does make them better and I'm sorry that I didn't shit talk Ernie hard enough to make him good enough to stay on the team. Really, I I am sorry. I miss him. I know people out there aren't super nice to him, so please be fucking nice to him, Ernie, friend of the show. And um, yeah, that's that's about it. You know, I'm it's basically what's going on in the Red Wings world. Like I mentioned, um. We're going to be still on the road in Washington this coming Wednesday. Hopefully, Verona will be playing in that game, but we don't know yet at the time of recording. And we are having a guest on next episode. It's more than just Jake. We are having Leafs guy. Honestly, forgot his name. I, I wasn't 
I wasn't a part of having him on, but a lot of the Red Wings fans dunked on him because he was saying, um, he was the guy on Twitter who was saying that Verona will never play for the Wings again. And yes, I did say a Leafs guy reporting about Verona. He has like 20,000 followers. So like maybe some people thought it was legitimate, but um, yeah, basically he's, he was became public enemy number one of Wings fans. Uh, from his Verona reporting, which ended up coming out to be false, considering he was Verona has been called up. So I have some questions for that guy next week. Jake said I can't be really mean to him. I would never, for the record. Um, but I do have some questions. And if you have questions for him, send them our way. Tweet him at us, DM him. And uh, yeah, you can look forward to that next week. It'll be a fun time, but I can't be too mean to him. And if you want to hear us talk to this fucking Leafs guy next week, stay tuned. Hopefully by then we have more information about Bertuzzi, Verona, Larkin, and I have my pal Jake back. I miss him. It's weird being here alone. Just an Oops All Maddie episode. And I've only been talking for about half an hour, so you all now can enjoy the rest of your day after listening to me ramble. And it not really get off topic this week. That's fucking weird. I I feel like I should have talked about more bullshit, but I don't have anything to talk about. That's it. That's it for this week, folks. Um, be nice to Jake. He's still going through it. I mean, we're both mentally ill. So it's kind of like, which host is going to kill themselves first? Ooh. It's a joke, but it's also too real. So that's it, folks. Um, we love you. Jake loves you. He does, uh, told me that he loves you guys and that he wanted to say, I don't know how you guys feel about us, like, saying that at the end of these episodes, because we talk about the parasocial relationships, and then we say we love you, like, I guess we kind of are leading you on, you know what I'm saying, like, either we don't say we love you, or we don't complain about the parasocial relationship, so, can't have both, I'll, uh, I'll talk it over with the big man, aka Jake Rivard. okay, See you next week, everybody. Hopefully, uh, more luck on the road out east. And go Red Wings. Bye.